You can support this podcast on patreon.com forward slash firstpawmedia. Radio Free Palmer 89.5 KVRF presents Mushing Radio, hosted by Robert Forto. Mushing Radio is about dog-powered sports, living in the Great White North, and mushing. Visit our website at mushingradio.com. Here is your host, Robert Forto. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Robert and I am joined by my co-host Tony and we are doing a race preview for one of the biggest races of, a, of the year in Alaska, the Cusco 300. This is a big one, Tony. I know it's been on your radar for months. What do you know about the K300? I'm so excited. Um, this is one of my favorite races to follow all year long. I think it's the most competitive race of the season. I'm sticking by that. I said that earlier in our coverage this season. Uh, and even with the three teams that uh, dropped out last minute, it's still the most competitive F20 names that I think we'll see all season long. It's super exciting. I'm excited. I'm just happy that we're finally at the Cusco 300. I wish that the Willow and the Cusco weren't the same weekend because I feel like fans aren't going to get the full experience of either race because it's just going to be toggling back and forth between everything. But the Cusco Quim is where it's at. They just, they, they know how to put on a dog race. They do. And just by seeing what they do on social media and on their website, these guys truly have it going on. And I think a lot of other races could learn a heck of a lot from the crew that puts on mm -hmm. this race. Uh, oh, yeah. you, you and I have talked about this race being on our radar for months. <laughs> and, and both of us have said that we're looking for as much forward to this as we are Iditarod and maybe even more. What do you think? As far as competitiveness, I think this blows Iditarod and Quest out of the water, and I'm going to probably get get some some feedback on that. But I, I stand by that. Uh, you've got some really strong teams. Some teams we only see in the Cusco that are super strong. I hear it every year from fans. Who is this person? Why don't we see them more often? It's like, well, because it's expensive to go from western alaska to the road system and if you're talking about iditarod which most fans are when they're asking me that's a huge uh price tag to even just start the race whereas the cusco is right in their backyard and their teams aren't any better well i should say aren't any worse than some of the best uh teams in iditarod i argue some of them are even better they just can't get the sponsorship that teams on the road system do. And that's been a problem since the dawn of Iditarod. Um, and there doesn't seem to be an answer from Iditarod on how to fix that. Yeah. And, and this is, this is an interesting race. As you mentioned, it is in uh, uh, Western Alaska. It is a mass start. It's a lot of river running. We are uh, facing a little bit of weather um, out this way, just like here in Willow for the start of the Willow 300, which is at the same exact time, I think sands a day or so, uh, very warm temperatures. We're at 40 here. And I think you're in the top thirties, uh, 
uh, in in Bethel, and and that can pose some interesting things about uh, overflow and uh, feet protection and coats and wind and all sorts <laughs> of things out that way. But before everybody gets too involved with following this race, I highly encourage everybody to check out their website, which is k300.org. Is that right, Tony? That's right. And these guys, these guys got it going on. They have uh, some excellent video production. Uh, the bios for the mushers are out of this world. Uh, we're going to talk about one of them in just a second. Uh, the teams we're going to talk about in a second as well. But before we jump into that, this race is notorious for their purse. Do you have any idea where we stand on that? Because that's the reason why a lot of these guys go out that way, because it is very expensive to load up a, a 10 or a 12 or a 14 dog team and fly, even though it's only 500 miles or so, it is a huge endeavor to get out that way. Cause you aren't just showing up on a Thursday and, you know, putting, pulling the hook and, and, you know, going and then flying home on Monday, you have to be there for vet checks and meetings. You have to have host families and you have to figure out what you're going to do with your handlers and how you're going to get your dog to the start. Is it a borrowed dog truck and where are your handlers going to sleep and how are you going to get home and all these sorts of things, how are you going to get your gear there? So, but all that comes into play when they talk about a purse. Do you know anything about the purse this year? I know that in the rules, I looked it up uh, to see if they had a breakdown. I haven't seen the breakdown, but I know the total purse is $160,000 that was supposed to pay out to all the way through the top 25. Now, we only have 20 teams running, so I don't know how they're breaking it up in that situation. But, yeah, it's, it's one of the bigger purses that we'll see um, throughout the entire season. Uh, and, uh, you know, like you said, it's it's very expensive. The, the flight isn't necessarily expensive. I looked into it because I wanted to go see it in person. But lodging, if you don't have a host family or if you are wanting to bring more than yourself and a handler, the race only gets you a host family for yourself and one handler. Anything above and beyond that, you have to find on your own. You have to pay on your own. And then I also saw in the, the rules some of the other costs, one of which is your drop bags. You have to get them there on your own. And for dropped or returned dogs in the checkpoints, they'll bring them back, but it's a fee of $50 to $75 a dog, um, which makes sense. It's very expensive to fuel your transportation on the western coast of Alaska, anywhere that isn't a road system, town or village, you're going to see gas and fuel prices soar. So it makes sense, but uh, just as I was looking at the purse stuff, I kind of stumbled on that. I don't know if that's a new rule or not, but just something interesting, and they normally take it out of your winnings. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at the purse breakdown for 2023 on their website, and it says uh, first place is 25 grand, second place is 17, third place is 13, fourth place is nine, fifth place is 8,500, and then it goes down by about $500 or so for the rest of them. And as you mentioned, Tony, there are only 20 teams, so that will be adjusted for that. But $25,000 
is not a lot to sneeze at for a 300-mile race. I can't think of another race, especially here in Alaska, without with that kind of purse. And of course, you, you can't uh, take care of a dog team for the entire year for twenty five grand. We have a $2,000 a month uh, dog food bill only <laughs> for our dogs here at our kennel. So it would it would just barely scratch the surface of of a professional kennel. And these are typically professional mushers that are taking part in this race. Tell us about the field. And we got to talk about one bio in particular, our friend Lev, who is an Iditarod finisher. Uh, he's a character in, in uh, not to say mildly, <laughs> but who do we have running this race that, that uh, you're looking at? Sure. Well, before we get into that, I just also want to point out about that purse and the, for the first place. 25000 for Cusco. Last year, Brent Sass, when he won Iditarod, he got just shy of 52000 So, I mean, you're looking at pretty much half of an Iditarod champion purse. Wow. Which I think says a lot to about the Cusco Swim 300 board and how they fundraise, how they're able to, to build a purse. Because, like you said, this is a 300-mile race. It's not the quote-unquote Super Bowl of dog mushing in Alaska, and it's half of the purse of the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying people could be learning from the Costco and what they're doing. Right. Just saying. Just saying. Okay, so let, let, let's go back to, let's be in positive and go back to the Costco from 300 and their roster. Um, like I said, there's 20 teams. There's a lot of names that you'll recognize. You have several of the most recent Cuscoquim champions, of course, Pete Kaiser, who's won six, I believe, seven, somewhere in there. Uh, Richie Deal, who's won. Matt Failer, who's won. You've got several uh, Bogus Creek champions in there. Lots of local or, you know, quote-unquote village teams are on this roster. Most of them have 20 to 40 years experience. And again, just because we don't see them on the road system and in the other races does not mean that they are any less qualified to be top teams. And we've seen it year in and year out. It's not the guys that are coming from the road system that are winning these races or even coming in the top five. It's the local village teams. And it's because they are every bit as talented. Their dogs are every bit as solid, if not more so, especially for coast racing. So I just want to give a huge shout out. And again, a lot of that help is from the Cuscoquim Delta mushing community being so strong and supportive. And you've got the K300 conglomerate organization, whatever you want to call it, that puts money back into that community there locally. Um, they, they have food programs. They have ways to help if a musher is struggling. They are training up the next generation. It's it's a very tight community there, and I, I wish we saw that all over the state um, as much as we see that there. But we've, we've got, I mean, you're going to ask me my top three, and I don't have a top three because I, I've narrowed it down to top six. And who so are they? It's a very competitive field. I've got, of course, Pete Kaiser, of course, Richie Deal. 
Uh, I've got Will Rhodes. Uh, I've got Dave Turner, who we haven't seen. He keeps signing up for races. Um, we haven't seen him run much. He's having to back out, but he is going to be at the K300. In fact, his team was the first one to make it into Bethel today. Um, and then I'm going to say Matt Saylor. He's an outside chance. And then Eddie Burke. I did not put him on my list of teams to watch in the Connect 200. That was a mistake. He's bringing that same team to the Cusco. Uh, I think he has a very, very good chance. This is not his first Cusco run and certainly not that team's first Cusco. So uh, we've, we've, got a, we've got a field and I, I just don't know. It, it could be anybody. Just like in our, our talk about the, the Willow 300, I think our, 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 uh, our picks are the same. And I've always let you go first, Tony, on, on your picks. Maybe I'll have to go first one of these times and see if you have the same as I do. But I, I have Will Rhodes, and Will is Brenda Mackey's husband. So a lot of people don't know that, but uh, always a very competitive mid-distance team. Uh, Will and, and Brenda, that's that's definitely one of my tops. Matt Failer, my neighbor here on the same trail system, you definitely can't out, cannot count out Matt. Uh, Pete Kaiser, these are his home trails. Like you said, he's won it six or seven times or whatever. He's always a huge favorite. Eddie Burke, like you said, uh, out of um, uh, Aaron Burmeister's kennel, if I'm mm-hmm. remember, remembering correctly, yep. is is another one. Yep. And you can't count out Brent Sass, of course, uh, Iditarod champion oh, yeah. uh, this year uh, is one as well. So those are, I think that's my five. Uh, a lot of these folks, I don't know whom they are. I probably follow them on, on social media, but some of these names <laughs> are not recognizable uh, to me. So it could be a, a dark horse. We could have somebody that uh, comes out of the woodwork like... Uh, like um, Eddie did at the Connect 200. We just don't know. So it's always going to be something exciting. So before we go, Tony, you had talked about the bios. And I think that a lot more mushers are getting really creative <laughs> with their bios because that's, that's, their, that's their calling card. That's their sales pitch. That's what uh, is getting them sponsors in, in, you know, in the offseason is what people can read about them offline or as they're watching the races, you know, it's, it's big time in other sports. You know, the story is what drives sports aside from the competition. And anybody that watches the NFL knows that Sunday night football and Monday night football, it's story driven. They come in with a story and they try to fit the game into that narrative. And I think a lot of this is happening with the bios. Uh, we're finding some really creative stuff. And one in particular is Lev Schwartz, uh, a local musher here from Willow. He's a character. What does his bio say? And I know you want to talk a little bit about his Iditarod escapades and his his <laughs> his wife's postings during uh, during Iditarod are always a treat to follow. Yes, uh, yeah. So Lev's uh, bio starts out like every other bio. It says, you know, how many years he's been mushing and you know what drives him and and what races he's run other than the Cusco and then they were all asked each musher was asked what was their biggest mushing achievement 
And his answer is my favorite answer. I think he wins of all the musher bios I've read this season. He said his biggest mushing achievement is he is still married. And if you have followed Lev's Facebook page, Team Ollie on Facebook at all, during Iditarod, his poor wife starts off like, Every year, she's like, okay, I'm not going to post much. I'm not going to follow the trackers much. I'm just going to keep things running at home. You know, don't, don't worry about it. And then about two days in, all hell has broken loose in the kennel or in the house or the cats have gone on strike and now they are trying to take over. And it's the most entertaining part of Iditarod is reading her what is happening at the homestead plus oh this is what love's doing on the trail and this is how much she's not liking him right now so it's all tongue-in-cheek mostly clearly they're still married after i don't even remember how many i did or odds it's been um but it's funny to watch the fan reactions to the posts because some of them are like oh my gosh are you okay they're they're worried about her mental health they're worried about their marriage um and then you have others who just find it absolutely hysterical and that's kind of how i've noticed fans of the race to react to lev in general not just his wife's postings but i think i was telling you before we uh started recording it's so fun to watch him interact with the teachers that come for the teacher uh, education summit in the summertime because their last thing that they do with Iditarod is they go to the Iditarod signups. And when Lev is there, they all swarm around because he's an Iditarod musher and they've met all the other ones and all the other ones give them the same rote, memorized little, thanks for being a supporter. And we're so glad, you know, when I was 10, I was in the Iditarod program and the Iditarod education program is so important. And then you get to Lev and he goes off on one of his little crazy Lev tangents. And you just watch the horror on all of the teacher faces. And they're like, this is what is happening. And you just want to pull them aside and be like, whatever you do, just Ben Stein it. Just don't put any emotion on your face when he is talking to you because he thrives on those reactions. So it, it comes as no surprise that he brings his snarky humor to his bio. Yeah, it, it is a fun couple of weeks to follow those uh, those posts. I believe his <laughs> wife's name is Mel, if I remember. Is that right? Uh, I'm the worst person with names, so don't ask me. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, Michelle Michelle uh, is, is doing her research off off air, and she says, "Yep, that that's her." Uh, and, and you talked about the cats. I guess they have a, a brood of ferrets that really cause havoc yeah. when he's gone yeah. as well. So not only yeah. sled dogs and a little mini farm here in Willow, Alaska, but they got <laughs> cats and ferrets and crisis after crisis of things going right and wrong and all that. So definitely check that team out on social media. I'm sure that they will uh, provide some excellent posts and, and things are getting better in the story department on on social media it's not just oh so and so pulled into yep. checkpoint number one everything is fine yep. people are are learning from each other uh to tell these stories as well tony before we go anything else about the k300 just 
you know, if you can, make sure to follow it as well as I know the Willow 300 is going on and will be going on when the Cusco starts. But if at all possible, definitely get there. The Cuscoquim 300, again, it's, it's a community event. They've got, like you said, they've got some great video footage. They have some of the best start coverage. And it's brought on by the students of Bethel. They're the ones that put on all of that. Of course, teacher-led, but the kids are the ones that are doing the reporting. They're doing the recording. It's always fun. It's a great time. So definitely check it out. I'm kind of fingers crossed hoping that if they are able to do the fireworks this year, that uh, they live feed it. They don't always live stream the fireworks, but they shoot those off after the teams have left uh, so that they don't spook the dogs. It's just a party. It's, it's a rock concert. It's, it's one of the biggest events out there. So definitely check it out. Give support. Give love. If you can at all, you know, give some money to that race. They're not hurting for it, but definitely keep it going because it's, it's one of the best things we've got going this winter. And one other quick thing on that, uh, on that coverage, like the Willow 300 and this mass start, I think that the, the drone technology is a game changer for these types of races. Mm -hmm. uh, it is just amazing what they're capturing on these drones, especially in the middle of winter. I know it's not too cold right now, but both mm -hmm. of those races, the Willow 300 and the K300, do some awesome work with their drone footage mm -hmm. on these uh, on these mass starts. And, and other races should, again... Uh, take some uh, take some notes because these guys are doing it right, and just a little bit would really really excite the fan base. And I think that that's why this race is so much talked about and hyped because of just all that they do all year long. Uh, they talk about this race all year. Uh, they don't mm -hmm. stop talking about it after the race is over. Uh, they're talking about it in August, and they're talking about it in October, and they're talking about it in March, when the Iditarod's going on, it's something that happens all the time. So follow the race. K300.org is the website. And before we go, make sure you hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode of our podcast because we're doing a whole bunch of them. Uh, our next race preview will be the John <laughs> Bear Grease Marathon, which we'll record this weekend. And then all next week, we have recaps of the Willow 300, the K300 the John Bear Grease Marathon. And then don't we have next weekend the one of the Yukon Quest races? I believe so. Yeah, it's just coming. It's coming in fast. This is the busiest part. Once we get to Cusco, it's all just one big race after the other through Iditarod. There you go. All right, guys. We will talk to you guys next time. Goodbye. From DogWorks Radio, this is Mushing Radio. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we invite you to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find a link on the episode notes. You can tap or swipe on the episode cover art, and you'll see some offers from our sponsors. You can support our show by supporting them. 
If you like what you have heard, we would love it if you could give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe too. Your host is Robert Forto. Our producers are Michelle Forto, Alex Stein, and Tony Ryder. Our executive producer is Robert Forto. Created for DogWorks Radio and First Paw Media.